All right, part two. Let's try again. We had some technical malfunctions. We're back. If you're joining us just for this part two, this is Will Pie. I'm Brian Pierbrosi. We're getting. To, we're in a um, a discussion. We're in a conversation that you're welcome to join us in. And you were talking about when you had this big shift in your life, this major shift in your life, which I feel a lot of people can relate to. I can relate to, which I can share a little about my story in a minute, but. Um, you were diagnosed with brain cancer mm -hmm. and you said there was a quote that really was yeah. changing for you what was the, what was the quote well this was the quote that I wrote down prior to being diagnosed yeah. five days before and then I left the hospital opened my journal and this was the words that I read and the words are death is certain Wow it's timing uncertain Wow so what is important now Wow. And yeah, you couldn't have scripted it, right? Just yeah. the perfection. It's like, just in case my conscious mind was, was too dense uh -huh. to, to get the purpose and the soulful function uh -huh. of the diagnosis, yeah. the wake-up call, the opportunity to check in with how I'm living my life, what I want to be doing in my life, mm -hmm. it was really there for me, spelt out in the, in the quote. I know you've journeyed with illness and wake-up yeah. calls that's been a part of your yeah. world soul's evolution as well yeah yeah so um just briefly for me it was chronic fatigue syndrome mm -hmm. so i had a sense of you know my life's gonna be this way i'm just gonna look this way i'm gonna do this do that do that you know um i'm in charge control of everything and uh -huh. all of a sudden this thing happens and it's like whoa this is totally not how i thought my life was gonna be you know so that happens, I think, for people in a variety of different ways. It could be cancer, it can be an illness, it can be you know, someone close to you dying, a, a spouse, a child, a parent, um, losing a job that you never thought you'd lose, you know. Mm -hmm. um, these different things can kind of set off this, what um, can be like a dark night of the soul sort of a thing, mm -hmm. you know. It doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be something that creates intense suffering, but it can be. Mm -hmm. And then it just sort of opens you to something beyond the ego mm -hmm. right something beyond the ego and so what did you start to discover as you as you further on this path post diagnosis I'm, I'm feeling an excitement answering that question because what I discovered post diagnosis is that the universe reality is set up to support and facilitate my healing and awakening mm. and well-being mm. so the journey of healing way that the synchronicity after synchronicity after synchronicity took me to, to that healer or to that nutritionist mm. or to that neurosurgeon mm. or to whoever I needed to see at the time yeah and indeed to that piece of my consciousness or that right. piece of my emotional body or to that tension in my consciousness was was really remarkable and that's something that I seek to ever more deeply integrate into my consciousness, into my mind, into my body, into my cells, that this is a friendly universe, that this mm. is a friendly reality. There is love that's here for us and there's a natural movement of evolution and expansion that's wanting to occur through us. And it's been true for me to check in recently, like I, I imagine you can relate and I, saw, I read this wonderful Rumi poem pointing mm. to when we're coming from our soul, mm. 
when we're connected with our essence, when we're doing and being what we came here to do and be, there's a joy. Yeah. And there's an ease. And yeah. There's a flow. Yeah. A glow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's been interesting. Just recently, we were chatting. I've noticed that I've haven't been in the fullest flow and expansion just recently. So I think that's partly where the excitement came from. Mm. Saying, what did I realize? It's like, oh yeah, I'm realizing it again now that yeah. there is just this incredible support for my well-being and for my awakening, healing, and service. Mm. So I think a question that's really alive for me right now is, what's most aligned with my soul? You know, what is most important now? That's a question that's always requiring an inviting review, yeah. right? Like we were talking earlier about checking in with what we're doing. Is, is this our highest expression right now of yeah. how we can show up? Yeah. Uh, and that seems to be uh, requiring a listening mm -hmm. from us to like, you know, really be, be listening to the heart, listening to the, yeah. I've been inviting my dreams to let me know recently, like, give me some guidance as to how I can serve and how I can show up in the next iteration. Mm -hmm. Brings up a couple things for me. One is you talked about before the diagnosis, uh, when you were a teenager, the sense of like, this shouldn't be happening and that shouldn't be happening and this is wrong, this, you know, which I totally relate to that. And then as you, as you open up on this journey, you're waking up on this journey, you, one way you're describing it is there's a sense of, I don't think you get quite necessarily in should or shouldn't, but it's more like whatever's happening, that's what's happening, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever is here, that's what's here. So the mind kind of quiets to just be present with what is without having to analyze should or shouldn't or whatever. And if that's happening, then you just notice that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then within that, there's the potential to respond to what's happening mm -hmm. in a way that was blocked off before because you weren't even acknowledging what's happening. You weren't even in a space of accepting what's happening. So that's where I think the space of being present, okay, here's what's happening, then I can continually assess or reassess, respond, not respond, respond this way, respond that way. It's like an intelligence that I open to mm -hmm. that becomes available to me that I don't open to if I'm in a state of resistance, that this shouldn't be happening. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's a, a paradox in the sense that the more we open and love things as they are, mm -hmm. the more things will change favorably for us. Primarily in the moment of being okay with things as they are. Right? When I can feel like a, a heaviness in my system, like a heaviness in my chest, and I can just presence that, mm -hmm. just like, mm, yeah. you know, no problem, nothing wrong, nothing to fix, yeah. just just feel it, yeah. then it moves and it shifts and, yeah. it's, and it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, similarly, when it's like, okay, got a brain tumor, like how interesting, <laughs> to, to, just to be with that, uh -huh. um, which is really, really interesting. Yes, right? it, it certainly like, is. Wow, well, I'm interested in it. Right, <laughs> it's uh, looking at our lives like a like as a movie, uh -huh. right? It's like as the the hero the hero's yeah. journey, yeah. And it's like, oh wow, I didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, now to do that, I totally resonate with that. But to do that, there has to be a sense that I'm ultimately not the character of the movie, uh -huh. right? That's the difference, uh -huh. right? Yeah, and. That's for for me where meditation ha was 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 essential, 
as a means of allowing awareness to ultimately recognize itself or to know itself, but to create the distance from identification or identity or self-stories, self-images and thought and be able to observe and witness and enjoy the witnessing, yeah. enjoy the observing. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful metaphor, the, 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 the Moody metaphor, to actually recognize our life as a kind of movie, as a kind of dream, yeah. and be considering how we, how we want to be in, in this moment, and perhaps choosing what conscious meaning we're giving to it. Yeah. You know, so if there's, like I was saying, I had this retreat recently and it was really badly attended compared to other ones. So like, yeah. is that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's neither good nor bad. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an opportunity to deepen my messaging or my communication yeah. or move into a different area of expression yeah. and service. Yeah. Um, so that's a really powerful question for me always. It's like, what's the opportunity here? Mm -hmm. What's the opportunity here? And course if we're asking that question we're gonna increase our chances of, of finding the opportunity and, mm -hmm. and actually seeing it that way um, yeah and that allows for what people often call flow state yeah right? yeah do you know Justin Fairman and um, uh, Jackie Nectar I don't I'm not sure if I pronounced their names right they do a lot of work around flow mm -hmm. I know that's something you're big on as well and it's kind of tapping into that unfolding Again, for me, I think it's something around tapping into our heart and our, our deeper knowing and our soulful essence, like, like why we're here. Yeah. And, and trusting in that and trusting what we feel to do, trusting where the heart, trusting where our intuition wants us to go. Um, yeah. We were, we were talking about travel. Like yeah. How do we get to live such full lives with travel, I think a lot of it is that we trust that we can do that, that we can spend yeah. the money on that and more money will come mm -hmm. and that it's okay to go to that country or that country. Yeah. So anyone can do that in this day and age, right? You can go on the internet and spend you know, next to nothing. 